Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is a second quarter 2023 Von Nelson Select Recap. And with me today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. And with that, Scott, I will turn things over to you. Thank you, Dan. Good to see you again. Well, it seems to be almost like a broken record. Uh, the ra- market rallied this quarter. Uh, really, all of it was in June, but for the third straight quarter, we had high single-digit gains to the index after bottoming last year. I guess it's a bottom last October. Um, the upside this time was really driven by just a handful of names. It was really narrow breadth, and that made it difficult for active managers. For, uh, for this particular active uh, management team, selection was positive for the quarter, but we still ended up trailing the index a bit. Uh, large cap outperformed small cap yet again. And the, uh, the, the market narrative is, is still sort of focused on this anticipated recession uh, although the conviction in that view, um, you know, is, is, is weakening among some as substantially all of the coincident and, and a lot of lagging indicators are coming in stronger than expected, while leading indicators are, are still kind of weak. You look towards the contribution that the, uh, the strategy had during the quarter. Most sectors were positive. Uh, a couple of them were detractors, namely energy it was a weak, uh, staples, real estate, utilities. Um, but on the other side of that, tech, consumer discretionary, industrials, and communication services were all double-digit percent. We're all up double-digit percentages, really for the second quarter in a row. Um, financials, generally speaking, had a positive contribution as well, bouncing back from the the banking concerns that we had in the in the first quarter. Flipping over to attribution, as we mentioned, select lagged the index a little bit from an attribution perspective. Financials, industrials, and consumer discretionary, oh, and also healthcare, all uh, led the way in that order. Uh, staples, technology, energy, materials, and utilities uh, were, were a drag on relative performance. Really, only one name had outsized effect on the overall performance of the portfolio. The rest was all basically in line. Cash levels are a bit lower than you've seen recently. Remember, it's been higher than normal, so it's getting, getting closer to normal, I'd say. The, uh, the narrow leadership that, that the market had was especially pronounced in June. That hurt our relative performance. It's, it's, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen. But generally speaking, looking historically, narrow breadth is not something that tends to be a lasting and sustained uh, market characteristic. So who knows when? Uh, you know, here we sit in uh, kind of mid-July, and it, it still is continuing a bit. But that, that's not going to go on forever. Look into the changes that we made in the portfolio here again, pretty much in line with expectations, which is to say we didn't move much. Um, there are a few names that were attractive that we had the chance to add to on, on weakness during the quarter. We did harvest a portion of the gains from a couple of the names, but, but there was nothing substantive that really, really moved during the quarter what, what, with respect to what we have in the strategy. What did change is that the idealist is growing because you've got, you know, narrow uh, leadership in the market, uh, there are a number of companies that are getting really close to being attractive and, and we're excited to maybe get the opportunity to put some capital work there. And uh, we're, we're working diligently on that, uh, several of them really showing promise. Um, you know, Finding names with resilience and the ability to accelerate their investing to enhance their internally generated returns is part and parcel to what we do. And we're finding a number of those that that, that fit the model, and, and don't be surprised if the next time we have a quarterly update, some of those are now part of the portfolio. 
with respect to our current positioning, we continue to like where we are. You know, we don't like the fact that there's a couple of names in the index that are, that are, you know, just going up like a rocket ship. And you know, you know, we we, we own a couple of them. We don't own all of them. I uh, wish we wish we owned all of them. Uh, but a couple of them uh, that we don't own, I think we don't own for good reason, and don't anticipate that 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 behavior can continue forever. By the same token, uh, for those names that we are considering adding to the portfolio. We're getting close and we will move if given the chance. Uh, turning to the characteristics of the portfolio, there's 29 positions in it at the moment. The exposures remain consistent with our typical profile, which is to say high active share, i.e. over 82%. We've got higher ROE, comparable ROA. The, markets, the market cap continues to skew a little bit smaller than the index, and I would anticipate that to continue. Um, I think we mentioned it earlier, smalls have underperformed meaningfully and narrow breadth at the top usually is a significant or a reasonable indicator that at some point uh, rotation would tend to uh, reallocate capital and we're, we're looking at that and so don't be surprised if our average market our median market cap is a little bit lower in next quarter but but you know we'll see uh, valuation at the moment is a little bit above the index on published forward-looking estimates uh, partly because we don't own banks and we have a quality bias. There are a number of those businesses that aren't in there, but I wouldn't say, apart from a handful of names which have been exceptional contributors, I wouldn't say that most of our names are, are heavy on the valuation side. Said differently, that's not something that we're making a bet on, so to speak, with respect to factor exposure, which is a great way to segue into factors. Um, the conservative posturing that we, that we have was a a detriment to relative performance in the quarter. Again, we were up, but just not as much. Um, that rally that we saw in June did not favor quality, which resulted in negative style effects for relative performance in the portfolio. Industry allocation wasn't really the issue so much as just not owning a couple of stocks that had, frankly, monster rallies. Um, the portfolio continues to show better factor diversification than the benchmark. Some of that is partly due to the monolithic behavior at the top end of these, some of the mega cap tech names. Um, active risk uh, descriptions, I would say, you know, the active return volatility decreased a little bit this quarter. Uh, vast majority of our active risk is due to security specifics, and that's not at all unusual. Uh, stock selection was positive during the quarter, but it wasn't enough to overcome the, the factor and industry effects or from an attribution perspective, the allocation effect. So that, that description remains consistent throughout. The only thing different from prior quarters is that we outperformed in prior quarters. Um, so it begs the question, what about the macro view? You know, I've heard this recession that everyone's talking about is like that, the movie, or I guess it's a play, I can't remember which, but uh, waiting for Godot. You know, everyone's talking about it, everyone's waiting on it, and a few people are abandoning ship on their conviction that it's coming. Um, but, but we continue to see leading indicators that are weakening, that describes or, or really explains our conservative posturing. The rally that we saw, as we've said a couple of times here, was really narrow. Uh, those don't tend to last. The market is behaving like inflation has peaked, and it sure seems like it has. The real question is when or how fast can inflation get closer to the policy target? So. Maybe it's peaked, but it's still high. So a big portion of market participants' behavior will reflect what they expect the Fed to do. And we're not here to, to take a gamble on a macro position. We're here to try and create alpha through idiosyncratic positions. 
uh, and, and exposures. And to the extent that we can have a tailwind from the macro aspect, that's a great thing, but not necessarily the axe that we choose to wield. If the recession does happen, it's clearly going to surprise no one, um, despite the fact that some are, are weakening in their uh, conviction with respect to that view. Uh, and so it's just a, it's a waiting game there. We'll see. All I can tell you is earnings not necessarily moving up. Uh, inventories are. Um, and, and the companies that at least reported so far in a quarter to date have been pretty good, actually. Uh, flipping over to the dollar, it was reasonably volatile during, uh, during the quarter, but you know, quarter beginning to quarter end, it didn't change a whole lot. Although just after uh, the quarter ended, so in early June, it had a decent drop. Um, employment is really tight, particularly in the service sector. I've heard it described as labor hoarding. And we're seeing uh, more layoffs in uh, finance, technology, uh, really the, the opposite end, places that, uh, frankly, are, are higher paying jobs. And so I guess that presupposes that the marginal consumer or the, perhaps the is, is, is less affected than the, the higher end and, and therefore spending is probably a bit less affected because uh, of the disproportionate amount of savings at, at the higher end. Um, let's go over to valuation. Same thing here. Nothing's big's changed. Uh, I, I, would, I would argue that the, the market's a bit richly valued. Uh, not terribly so, but reasonably so. Uh, there continues to be a disparity in valuation from some of those names that we keep referring to that are that are just on a stem uh, versus a lot of other names, not just lower quality, but some businesses that are out of favor. That, again, suggests a little bit of rotation maybe on the come. We'll see what happens there. Um, in terms of capital markets behavior, you know, the debt markets appear to be open. There have been a few IPOs. Not a gangbuster market, but it still seems to be okay there. Um, <clears throat> and so that wraps it all up and, and, and leads you to positioning. And based on everything we said, it's probably not a big shock that it's not, not, not materially different from it, the way it's been the last couple of quarters. We haven't moved a whole lot. There hasn't been reason to. We continue to have a lower beta than the index. We like what we know. We like the names in the strategy. We think that we've got a better upside with less risk versus the index. Um, we think that we can make our return targets. And so we're doing so you know, with, with a reasonably conservative posture. Um, this market, we think, we'll, we'll, we'll keep looking for leadership. We don't know how long there will be monolithic behavior at the top end with a, with a handful of names really leading performance. We do have some exposure there, but not a huge amount. Um, and so I think the market is likely to sort of struggle to look look for leadership and, and look for new areas where, where you can get, and that's the only way you're going to be able to sustain the, uh, the rally that we've had so far, just because I feel like it is, it's not been well distributed. Now, with that in mind, we, we feel like we've got a well-distributed portfolio, that, so, so we have some participation there, but we're also not taking near as much risk, particularly from a valuation or a sentiment perspective, as... Um, some who are heavily exposed to that uh, would be. That said, here we are, end of quarter, uh, first quarter in a while where we didn't uh, didn't beat the index, um, but we are not consumed by quarterly performance. We're here for the long haul, and we are playing the long game, and we expect to continue winning there. Um, 
That's all I got for you, Dan. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that, Scott. And um, with that, we'll, we'll roll over to returns. In the second quarter of 2023, the Von Nelson Select strategy returned 6.53% gross, 6.27% net, uh, whereas the S&P returned 8.74%. Uh, brings the year-to-date returns for the Select strategy on a gross basis, 16.28%, 1572 net, and the S&P is at 16.89. Our three-year number now um, for the Select strategy gross is 18.44, 17.8%. 2.8 net. The S&P is at 14.6. Um, on the five-year, 13.93% gross, 12.8% net, and that's versus the S&P at 12.31. And finally, over the last 10 years, uh, the Von Nelson Select strategy has returned 14.76% gross, 13.62% net, and the S&P has done 12.87. So, um, Scott, thank you so much. Very insightful as always. Um, off to a fast start, and we'll catch you after the third quarter. Look forward to it. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson strategies.